What's up, guys, and welcome back to the DualSense Podcast. This is episode 50. Nice even 50. I'm one of your co-hosts, Jason, and I'm joined, as always, by your other co-host, Travis. Travis, what's going on? It's a nice, you know, simple way to let everybody know that you're 50. That's right. That's right. Big, giant, old man. That's right. Speaking of old men, I mowed the yard and planted a bush today. Oh, and a bush. Okay. Yeah. What what kind of bush was this? Love bush? It has colors on it. <laughs> it grows and stuff. I, I don't know, man. It's a bush. It grows and shit. Okay. Well, that's fun. I did was that at the request of your of your wife? Yeah, I had to dig up some uh yeah. tree thing that was there already. I don't know what it was either. Uh it mm. smelled weird though. And it always it blow in the wind, and I always thought somebody was walking in front of the window. And eventually, I got, I got it was getting annoying, so mm. I cut it in half with some shears and dug it up. Okay, well, good. Now you've got you a nice, colorful bush. Mm-hmm. Just Instead. in time for Gay Pride Month. <laughs> exactly, perfect time to plant one. Uh, how was your anniversary? Did you enjoy it? it? Sure, it was fine. Oh, okay. Do you still love her as much as you did? The, the day you guys got married? Definitely not. Okay. Well, I understand. <laughs> Mar- marriage is hard. Marriage is hard. All of you married folk will understand. It's a lot of work, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, Travis, we are a weekly podcast where you and I get together and discuss all of the week's news, rumors, new game releases, and a little bit more in the world of PlayStation. We post new episodes every Monday on all of the usual podcast services around the world. As well as YouTube, where you can find us at the Dual Sense Podcast. And we also post game streams and clips there as well occasionally. Although not so much here lately because I am down a PS5 and I don't know if you've been racing too much, but we'll get back there one day. And then also, if you guys want to chat with us, hit us up on Twitter at the Dual Sense Pod. We're very active on there. And uh, without further ado, Travis, talk to me about what you've been playing. Uh, last Sunday we had our, I guess it's our third race um, in our Lightning Speed Racing League, and um, mm. we were at uh, for those of you that play GT Sport, we were at Dragon Tail Trail, but not the one with the Death Chicane. It was the um, other other layout. I can't remember what it's called, but anyway, I had pretty decent speed um, at that track. I'm actually not that bad at, at the at the layout we had, so that that makes a, you know, makes up for a lot. But anyway, I ended up qualifying fifth barely like third fourth and fifth we were all within like maybe 50 thousandths of a second like we were all right next to each other so they had i think they had some um slipstream on their qualifying that's why they passed me but we were all really close so anyway off the line the guy in front of me that qualified third didn't just didn't go (laughs) he literally like just sat there so (laughs) i tried to avoid him because we do a standing start, so you know you get you're building your revs. Green mm-hmm. flag drops, you drop it. He doesn't move, so I have, you know, fifty, not even that far. I have like ten feet to figure out what I'm doing. So I turn to the right to try to not run into him. <laughs> so as soon as I turn right, I, it just lights the tires up, and I fucking one eighty it in the middle of the starting grid. Jesus, and then Christ. he just takes off like a like a fucking pansy. Anyway, so now I am like furious so by the time i get going again i'm 10 seconds behind last place and i'm like i'm God. i'm not happy because i'm you know i was you know five 
thousandths or whatever it was away from the podium. So I'm I'm pissed. So yeah. Anyway, I catch the three back markers within two or three laps. It's a it's a forty minute race, so I know, you know, it was a minute and forty around that track, something like that. So I'm like, God, I don't have much time to catch these guys. So um, catch the three back markers. Uh, two of them were British guys. And listen, if you're British, listen to this. Well, I don't know what the fuck your boys are doing driving because there's some very fast British drivers, and I'm not talking about United Kingdom. Like they were from they were from Great Britain there. The little flag and like, bro, they were fucking awful. It was it was bad. They both quit too in the middle of the race. I think they got embarrassed. But anyway, well, they they quit Revolutionary Wars too, so that's no surprise there. <laughs> yeah, they were worried about the French and they were fighting us because that made sense. Anyway, so we um the guy I'm catching and and that was in my way is now in fourth and I'm in fifth. So long story short, um I'm I'm tracking to where I should after the pit stop I should be right behind him, and I'm catching him like three or four tenths a lap like i'm getting there and um it's getting to the like all of a sudden i can see him i know i'm in his mirror he start. i'm starting to catch him a little bit more which means he either a is getting nervous or b he doesn't know how to drive a car on um worn tires and based off of his start i'm gonna go with the ladder mm-hmm. and he um bends it going into it there's this really long right hander it's, it's actually like three or four turns technically but it's a really long right hander and if you Get your entry angle right. You can flat foot it all the way around, and if you do it that way, you get a hell of a run coming down, coming into a straightaway. So, anyway, I don't know what the fuck he did, but I came around the corner and he had uh, he was doing donuts in the middle of the road because he couldn't get it back on the track, which is good because if I'd caught him and he didn't wreck himself, I was going to put him through the wall <laughs> and then let him know about it. it. Yeah, I was going to take care of it. So I still might because like, don't join a league get on the starting line and then not be ready like that. No, that's not what we're doing. Like if you have other shit going on and you're playing on your phone, like that's fine if you're playing by yourself, but like, you know, get the fuck out of the way. We're doing a competitive thing. Like be ready to play or don't. So, right. That's fair. Anyway, I was going to put him in the fucking wall, so I still might do it anyway. So shout out to Stanley and your Dodge Viper. If you get in my way. You're dead. <laughs> um, other than that, uh, played a little bit of FIFA with, uh, Nancy, I just I really enjoy that, you know. I only have Americans and I only have uh, French guys on my team. And I did send a scout to the Netherlands because I wanted to see what kind of cool names I could find. So I have a scout yeah. out there now. He hasn't really found anybody, but um, yeah, my team still isn't very good. We're like my best player is like a seventy three or seventy two or something like that. But I'm I'm making my way up to. I'm trying to get into League One in France. I'm still in League Two. The second place team is Strasbourg. What? Yeah, that's what they're called. That, that sounds very German, very Germanic. Yeah, I think they're in Alsace-Lorraine, so that's basically Germany. Ah, uh, okay. I have to look at the table again, but we are we are three points apart because the only team they've lost to is me, and I haven't lost yet. Damn. So, so but I mean, like we're like ahead of everybody. Like, it, like we both have like I don't know, like forty points, and everybody else has like twenty five. Jeez. Yeah, it's um, and it's and like I told you before, I'm not winning games like fifteen to zero. Like I'm winning these games like three, three to one or something. Like I'm, I'm, I'm undefeated, but like there's been plenty of chances where I, I, I could have lost, and I managed to pull it out somehow. So, yeah, anyway, it's it's pretty fun. It's it's a good time. Good. That's that's really it. I I rebuilt my shop earlier this week, so I didn't really uh, I didn't expand on anything else other than FIFA. Okay. Well, I you know I miss I miss all of that. I miss FIFA. 
So I guess an update on my situation. I'm still without a PS5. It is still at the Sony Support Center in Indiana. And <laughs> I got to tell you, it's starting to get to me. It's really start it's really starting to get to me. I I'm having a hard time. I'm really really having a hard time. So I'm hoping even there's there's probably a 0% chance, but I'm hope <clears throat> I'm hoping that it gets here on Friday, that it comes back on Friday and I can play Ratchet and Clank Friday night and over the weekend. But it's not looking good. I also really more so kind of wanted to play Chivalry. Like I'm very excited about the Chivalry and I'm not going to be able to play it on a launch day, mm-hmm. which is just disappointing. So well, anyway, I can't get much right. So yeah, exactly. So with that said, again, I'm still playing on the Vita and uh, this week I played a lot of S games, as you can see here. <laughs> I played uh, Spelunky, which is a kind of roguelite, cave diving, mm-hmm. treasure hunting sort of thing. Yeah, you said a lot of bad words playing Spelunky. I did. It was making because <laughs> I kept. Yeah, that's right. I, we, I was playing the other night, and I would would die, and because it changes every time, uh, you know, like roguelikes do. When you die, the the map changes, whatever the world changes. So it, it's all different. There's different traps, different places, different creatures, whatever. And there's a fucking ghost that comes out of nowhere. For, and it just, it's like instant death. Like, I don't know what that's about. So there's a lot going on to learn, but I do enjoy the game, but I'm just not very good at it. I can't get past world one, two. So, which is the second yeah. level. <laughs> I can't get past that. So anyway, I'm pretty bad at it. Uh, then also played some more Super Stardust Delta. Great housemark twin stick shooter. It's excellent on the Vita. And then the last thing that I played was SteamWorld Dig, which is somewhat like Spelunky, but just not as hard. And it's more focused on exploration, I guess is how I would term that. But it's another like mine cave diving experience and um, a little bit more action focused, I think, too. Like there's more uh, to the combat, I think, later on. I'm not sure, but it's a good game, too. So good. all of these games are great on the Vita, but all S games this week. I don't know what happened to me. Must be something in my in my brain. You're German. That would only let me play S S S S games. <laughs> anyway, so that's it. With that, let's get into the news, Travis. We've got another big news week this week. So let's jump in. Number one, Herman Holst, the head of PlayStation Studios, did a QA with the PlayStation blog folks this week called What's Next for PlayStation Studios? The short interview contained a few big revelations for PlayStation fans. For starters, when asked how important new IP is for PlayStation Studios, Holst confirmed that Bend Studio is currently developing a brand new open world IP, saying, quote, And you know, Bend Studio is working on a very exciting new IP that they're very, very passionate about. They're building on the deep open world systems that they developed with Days Gone, so I'm really happy for Bend Studio, end quote. Holst was then asked about how PlayStation Studios has dealt with the challenges of making games during the pandemic, to which he revealed that God of War has been delayed and Horizon Forbidden West release date is tenuous, stating, quote, So we have currently two very big, very narrative-driven games in development, Horizon Forbidden West and the next God of War. And for both of those, they're frankly affected by access to performance capture and talent. For Horizon, we think we are on track to release this holiday season, but that isn't quite certain yet, and we're working as hard as we can to confirm that to you as soon as we can. 
And for God of War, the project started a little later, so we've made the decision to push that game out to next year, end quote. And finally, Herman also revealed that in addition to Horizon Forbidden West, that God of War and Gran Turismo 7, Travis, will also be cross-gen games releasing on both the PlayStation 4 and the PlayStation 5. According to Video Games Chronicles' Andy Robinson, it was decided only recently that GT7 would be coming to both systems, while God of War and Horizon Forbidden West, however, were always intended to be cross-generational releases, according to his sources. What do you think? Well, to go back to the top of this, um, you know, they asked him how important new IPs were for PlayStation Studios. Um, just, just a shout out to the media. Can we not ask stupid questions? Can we work on our question asking ability? <laughs> like, of course, it's yeah. fucking important. Why would that not be important? Yeah, like that is stupid. Yes, and the thing about it is, like, it's all media, right? It's like it's video yeah. games reporters, it's sports reporters. They all yeah. ask dumb questions, but continue. Yeah, well, just and to your point, they asked um, Kimi Raikkonen, who races in F1, he switched teams, and they asked him um, if he still wanted to race. And he was like, <laughs> he said, no, I just signed a two-year contract to be miserable. Like, <laughs> what the fuck do you mean? If you wanted to retire, you would have uh, quit. Like, anyway. Okay. So as we were, I'll get off my soapbox. Let me climb down off the soapbox. Um, I'm trying to decide where I want to go with this. Um, let's just jump into the obvious thing because of the games I play. So, you know, Gran Turismo being a, a cross-gen release, uh, for a lot of us, it's not that big of a deal because we just want the game. Mm-hmm. You know, it's been so long, we just don't care anymore. My issue with it is, is it going to hurt the release? Since they just made this decision, is it going to push the release date back more? That would be my question. That would be what I would be worried about. That's really my only issue with it is if it pushes them back. It's just, it's to the point with with you know, we just want a new sim to race. And if you want to put it on both, that's fine. We'll just have more people to race with online. That's fine. That's cool. Mm-hmm. And to the points about Horizon and God of War, we've talked about this before. And you've said multiple times that you didn't think God of War would be this year. You said that the very first time we saw Ragnarok on the screen. Mm-hmm. And um, we've openly talked about, does Horizon get pushed back because of the pandemic? Uh, we've heard that rumor before. So, you know, None of that is surprising to me. And the good thing is, you know, people have been talking about like, well, the five's out. We haven't been getting games. We haven't been getting this. We haven't been getting that. And it's like they just magically forget the pandemic happened and it's pushed everything back. Like if you just, if we didn't have the, the pandemic last year, um, I think these games would have fallen in place probably the way they thought it would when they came up with this release plan three or four years ago. So, you know, it's not like we're Microsoft where it's been nearly two years since they've released anything that was first party. You know, this isn't, this isn't that this is, we're working on them and they're going to be good. We just, you know, we've had, you know, outside issues to deal with that are out of our control. Sure. That, that's a fair point. And, you know, delays were to be expected. There are probably going to be even further delays, even though we're on the tail end of COVID, at least mm-hmm. here in the States. Or, you know, as I like to joke, where we live, COVID ends on June 11th mm-hmm. because of regulations lifting and whatnot. But I have a lot to say about this. And I don't know really where to start either, but I guess I'll just go in order here. So, Ben Studio working on a new IP. We've Which is cool. It is very cool. We pretty much knew that based on different reports mm-hmm. from like Jason Schreier and things like that in the past, you know, couple couple months and everything we've been talking about recently with all of their kind of turnover and whatnot. So 
it's exciting that they're working on something new. It's always exciting when something when Sony's working on something new. So we'll see about that. Also, I guess in regards to that, it, this really felt to me reading this Q and A on the blog that this was PlayStation and Herman Hulse really trying to like throw bend a bone. Like it was almost like the way this was worded to me, where he says like, "So I'm really happy for Ben Studio." It was almost like, "Hey, we know we fucked you guys over, but." <laughs> We're we're gonna do better this time. We're sorry. We're gonna pump you up a little bit. It it very much felt like them throwing them a bone. But anyway, on to the next thing in terms of delays. Like you said, God of War to me was always in doubt to make it this year, and the fact that we hadn't seen anything or heard anything else about it other than that teaser trailer from whenever that was last year, I guess that made it pretty obvious that the game wasn't coming out this year. Now, there was a point where I wasn't sure of that because I don't know why they would say that and then delay it, but as I'm going to get into here in a minute, I don't know that we can... I think we're in a point that where we cannot trust or at least take at face value the things that PlayStation tells us. And that is very frustrating before I get onto that, in terms of Horizon and its release date, the conversation online among video games media is very split. And there are some people who believe it's going to get delayed until early next year, like February, March or so, which is a possibility, of course. We have no idea. And there are other people who believe that it's going to come out later than the fall, like maybe December, maybe November. But, you know, I don't know why they would want to put it in November. I would say December. But the reason why they think that is because they've said that they are ending, coming out of their beta phase, which um, there was one person that I follow who's a developer, works at another game studio, and he says, well, if they're coming out of beta phase and they're squashing bugs and that sort of thing, then they probably can get the game out in the next six months, which would be December-ish you know, sometime by then. So I think there's a possibility that it comes this year. I think that they, I think maybe they really don't know. Maybe that's the truth. Maybe they don't know if they can or not, and they're not sure. Maybe that is the truth. It's hard to say at this point. And then kind of to get into my, onto my soapbox here to wrap up. The Gran Turismo, the cross-gen stuff, um, we knew Horizon, we did not know God of War. And as, as a matter of fact, last week, you and I talked about how, you know, what we thought, or at least I thought at the time that God of War was going to be PS5 only based on mm-hmm. that presentation that Sony put out that, that did not list it in, on PS4, you know, upcoming releases, which that's not obviously the Bible. But it's disappointing that we're still getting cross-gen releases, uh, you know, into... 2022 that I think in terms of Gran Turismo even to me this all reads to me as hey we delayed Gran Turismo 7 so that we can create a PS4 version because (laughs) the decision being made recently and then if you'll remember back in December I think or maybe a few months ago they they did a maybe it was the September deal right before PS5 launch they put they had a, like a montage highlight reel of games, whatever, coming to PS5. And when it got to Gran Turismo 7 in the trailer, it said Gran Turismo 7 coming exclusively to PS5. Right. So 
they've decided this in like the last six months and the game has been delayed in that same time frame. So to me, this reads as, hey, we decided to make a PS4 version of this game. We're delaying it to do that when we probably should have and could have had this game this year is my guess. Gran Turismo 7. And I think I'm not, I'm not going to play Gran Turismo 7, but <clears throat> I think that's incredibly disappointing. I think it's the same story with God of War. Like at some point, while while the games are going to look good graphically, no matter what, I think, like Horizon looked great, like we talked about it, the game's going to look good. Don't get me wrong. It's going to look beautiful. I'm not talking about that sort of stuff. But like Andy Robinson from Video Games Chronicle was saying in his article that he wrote, and he wrote an opinion piece, and it was very good. He said, the things that we're missing out on are the things that we don't know yet that right. these that these machines can do. For instance, Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart. In that game, you can instantly switch between worlds. No loading, no loading screen. You just, whatever, you grapple hook and you're in a totally new environment, for instance. Like that's something you can only do on the PS5, right? So the other thing, like what are we gonna, going to be missing in God of War and Gran Turismo? Could we have more detailed asphalt in Gran Turismo, but now we can't? Could we have had more dense worlds in God of War, but now we can't? Are we still going to have to walk through a crack in a mountain <laughs> that we that we don't need on PS5, but they had to have on PS4 for a loading screen, so now we still have to walk through a crack in a mountain for 10 seconds? Like That's the type of shit that drives me crazy about this. And it wouldn't drive me as crazy, to wrap up here, it wouldn't drive me as crazy if Sony wasn't so fucking wishy-washy it almost seems intentional at times and i think that's the frustration for me and other people who subscribe to my thought process like it's 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 fine that the games are coming to ps4 like whatever you want to say nobody has a console whatever nobody has a ps5 like that's a bullshit argument that hasn't existed until this generation of consoles like with cross-gen games in the first party and stuff like that like that's never been a thing until this console but whatever, I, I, that's a different discussion, but that's fine if you want to say that. But the the problem is, is that Sony said, we believe in generations. Jim Ryan said, we believe in generations. I think that was in the video that they put out in June mm-hmm. when they first revealed PS5. Maybe it was in an, in an interview, I don't remember. But he said, we believe in generations. We believe in experiences that are only possible on PlayStation 5. Well, do you? <laughs> Do you or do you not? Like, don't fucking blow smoke up our ass and say that shit. Like, just say, hey, we've got stuff coming in two or three years that are really going to push the PS5, but in the meantime, we're going to have some experiences that play excellent on PS5 and do a couple, have a couple more bells and whistles, but hey, they're still going to play on PS4. We're not going to leave you guys behind. Say that, and we would have already been over it probably. Mm-hmm. But I just, I feel a little bit, a little bit, a uh, little bit scammed, I guess. Maybe, maybe that's not the word. Not scammed. I mean, uh, there's still value to the console, but you're disappointed. Yeah, I'm disappointed. I'm let down, and I don't like when people tell me things and then do another. I don't think mm-hmm. anybody does. And so, anyway, I guess that's, I guess that's really the last thing. I'll come off of it, but I, I am disappointed in the cross-gen nature specifically. I have no problem with delays that happens, especially pandemic, people working from home. All that's no problem. Totally understand that. My only issue is with cross-gen stuff and being really misled about it. So, and if that wasn't the case, I I probably would not have as big of an issue with it. Would I like it? No. 
but would I be bitching about it? Maybe not. So anyway. Number two, we learned more info about the new systems and features of Horizon Forbidden West this week through various post-state of play interviews that game director Matthias de Jong, no idea how to say this guy's name. Uh, is it Mahjong? <laughs> Mahjong gave to media outlets. For starters, it was revealed that while the world is slightly bigger than the original game, the emphasis has been on increasing density and adding more content into the open world. We also learned that the game will utilize ray tracing on PlayStation 5 for the sound engine, physics, and for rendering. In addition, the game includes a 60 frames per second performance mode, a new free climbing system similar to Assassin's Creed, an overhauled skill tree, new melee mechanics and combo system, new workbench style system for upgrading, a new water rendering system on PlayStation 5, and 3D audio and DualSense support. So, what do you what do you think about any of this? Well, we we know we talked about the density of the world, the more content in the open world last week after we saw that trailer. So, uh, you could definitely tell there's an emphasis there, and it looks super super nice. Yeah, it's nice to see that they're you know this and this is exactly kind of like what you were just talking about with the cross gen. But you're just like, hey, on PS5 we have this water water rendering system, 3D audio, dual sense support. Like, yeah, you know, like you said, that's the bells and whistles we're going to get on these cross gens. You know, we're not going to get a, a a new handling model on GT Sport or a new tire yeah. degradation, which we could get, but we're not because it's cross-gen, but that's fine. Mm-hmm. So anyway, um, that's nice that, you know, you're kind of getting something new. It'd be, it would be annoying if you had the five and you got the exact same game as on the four is what my point is. Yeah. So that's nice. Um, the, the climbing system, I, I described it as Uncharted, but Assassin's Creed makes sense. Um, and the reason I say Assassin's Creed makes sense is because um it looked like it could it was it was just not going to do what you wanted it to do sometimes so that's perfect because that's what happens yeah. to me on assassin's creed <laughs> but anyway um yeah i mean it's it's what you would expect out of a new game from them out of a new mm-hmm. horizon west that's you know nothing surprising there it's just confirmation of things that we saw and um you know wanted to see i guess yeah i all of this sounds awesome to me it makes me even more excited about the game of course we talked about last week about the game not being 60 frames per second in the state of play but it was never in doubt that it was going to have a 60 frames per second mode Um, that's just going to be something standard from here on out i believe Uh, the assassin's creed free climbing system is really interesting to me i you know I'm, i'm i'm a fan of that system on assassin's creed and i think horizon is a game that really lends itself to that and that you know the fact that they're making you combine that with the fact that they are making the world more dense, more things to see mm-hmm. and do. I think that's that that intrigues me quite a bit. You know, right. in terms of what you know, what can you get to? What can you find? What stuff is hidden and whatever? Oh, I, I feel like there's going to be so much hidden stuff. That's uh, you're going to have to. This might be a different discussion, but to your point about what's hidden and what can you find, we might we might have to change the way we play games because. Mm-hmm. You know, like even on Ghost of Tsushima, like we're looking for those foxes or those, um, you know, those little um, shrines you could find. There's only oh, yeah. cer- certain places you could go. But with the power of the new system in three or four years, we might get to the point to where like you might have to do some actual like, uh, <laughs> like archaeology or something to find to find things. You'd be really creative. Like that'll be mm-hmm. its own puzzle within a puzzle. That's interesting. That's I've never thought about that. That's a really good point. Like. And I guess kind of 
tying that in with what he said, he said that the world itself isn't that much bigger, but they've focused Mm -hmm. on increasing the density of the world. Like you were mentioning, we talked about last week, how dense and lush everything looked and how they focused on adding more content into the world. Like, and going back to what you were saying, imagine in maybe three years, we get an open world game and maybe the map's not bigger than anything we've seen before, but Hey, now all of a sudden I can, like you said, I can carve into this hillside and like, oh, there's a there's a house that was covered up by a mudslide, you know, 50 years ago within the world universe or whatever. Like, or hell, that, you can go into every building even. That's, yeah, that's another, that would be awesome. Having an open world game that you can literally go into every building. So yeah, that's the type, life. <laughs> yeah, that's the type of stuff I'm talking about and why I'm a little perturbed because, you know, people who have PS5 who, you know, we're, we're wanting to get to that point. Like that's the natural evolution of, of games is to get to the, that point where, where things are that way. And you just can't help but feel like we're, we're being held back a bit in that way. So, uh, the last thing about this is I am excited about the underwater exploration in this game that looks and sounds super cool. Um, and it is, I will give them credit. They do have a water rendering system that they only have on PS5. That's not going to be there on the PS4 version. So there is that. And I'm excited to check that out. So we'll see. Looks beautiful. Game looks awesome. Sounds awesome. Number three, PlayStation officially inducted Team Asobi, the creators of Astrobot, into the family of first-party PlayStation Studios on Wednesday. In a PlayStation blog post, the studio's director, Nicholas Doucet, I believe is how you say his name, announced the news and shared that they that the developer is scaling up to work on its next project and is currently experimenting with the DualSense controller. Shout out. Team Asobi was assembled within Sony Japan Studio in 2012 to work on tech demos for the PlayStation 4 and then produced the highly acclaimed Astrobot Rescue Mission for PSVR in 2018, followed by the outstanding PS5 launch game Astro's Playroom in 2020. Any thoughts on this? That's good for Team Asobi. You know, it's easy to, um, when, when people talk about Astro's Playroom, it's easy to say it's just a tech demo, especially since, you know, originally these guys made made tech demos but Mm -hmm. it's also a really awesome game and you know things can be things can be more than one thing you know yeah sure you could it is a tech demo really it is it's a showcase for the controller but it's also a really fun game like in the same sense you could like i read about this earlier this week you know you can be critical of something and still be a fan of it so sure you know it is both things but this is awesome for uh team asobi i'm ramping up on the next project i hope it's as fun as astro's playroom i want it to be you know it was playful but it was fun it reminded me of like spyro the dragon and old games i used to play like that so Mm -hmm. you know uh, i hope we get something else cool like that i love astro's playroom i would argue that it is a system seller for the playstation 5 Mm -hmm. i think people forget about it as being a launch game and as being an exclusive i mean it is an excellent game i know it was a pack-in you know it was on the console when you bought it but it is a system seller you know combined with the dual sense controller so if they can keep that momentum going and you know keep us keep us uh keep giving us experiences like that with the dual sense controller and it sounds like that's what they're doing i mean they mentioned that they're currently experimenting with the dual sense controller and you know these may these may be the guys who really kind of set the standard and push the boundary forward for PlayStation studios in terms of the controller itself. And, you know, I can totally see how they're like the go-to guys for controller use and development 
in the first party, kind of like how Gorilla is. You know, a lot of the studios, not a lot, a few of the studios use the the Decima engine, which is the same engine that they develop Horizon on. You know, so mm-hmm. like Death Stranding used that, and so on, and it's maybe uh, something similar there. Number four, Sony held another PlayStation VR showcase day on the PlayStation blog on Thursday featuring seven newly announced titles, and they were as follows. Stealth action sandbox game Arashi, Castles of Sin, which will launch sometime this summer. Classic Japanese action puzzle game Puzzle Bobble 3D Vacation Odyssey will launch later this year on PSVR as well as PlayStation 4 and PlayStation 5. Gardening and terraforming simulation game Winds and Leaves will launch on July 27th. Four-player co-op action shooter After the Fall from the makers of Arizona Sunshine got an update and will feature cross-platform multiplayer, which is cool, with more information coming later this year. Previously announced action-adventure shooter Fract received new gameplay and details. It will launch sometime this summer as well. Time-traveling puzzle action-adventure game Wanderer was announced, but no release date was given. A VR take on the popular Sniper Elite series set during World War II was announced by developer Rebellion, but no release date was given for for it either. So, any uh, any of these stand out to you? What do you think? Do are there four people you can play an action shooter with on VR? Is that why it's cross platform? <laughs> so you can actually have four people. <laughs> yeah, that, I mean that might be tough, but um, you know, if if the Sniper Elite game comes out on VR. I'm going to call it VR2. Mm-hmm. You know, that's that's in line with some other games we've talked about that would make me interested in VR finally. So, um, yeah, mm-hmm. I think Sniper Elite would be a lot of fun on that on that equipment. Yeah. I've read a few of these articles of the ones that interested me. So, mm-hmm. Fract, we had seen before. You and I have talked about it on the right. show here before. It's like a that skiing, like downhill shooter type of game. It looks cool. So, Fract looks cool. And then I did read the blog post about Sniper Elite VR, and it sounds really dope. Like, you can use the PlayStation Aim Move controller, and when you have the headset on, when you, you in order to, like, look down the site, you have to put the controller up to your face, and it detects that. So it's like they were trying to simulate, like, the real... They said, the Rebellion said they were trying to simulate the real use of a sniper rifle, and that sounds really cool. So, like you said, in PSVR 2, if that's there, those types of experiences, those are the ones that might get me in. And then uh, the last one that really kind of caught my eye was the Wanderer game. Mm-hmm. Um, it looked really cool. The, like the time traveling uh, of it looked looked cool. Like, I don't know. Uh, so I think there's there's some heat there. There's some heat coming to VR. Obviously, I'm not, I'm not on that platform yet. I'm going to wait and see what PSVR 2 entails, but I might be there one day. Number five, Sony Interactive Entertainment posted a job listing for a mergers and acquisition director on career social network LinkedIn recently. The post reads in part, quote, this individual will work closely with the corporate development and finance teams, HR business partners, employment law team, and cross-functional HR teams to lead a wide variety of operational projects, processes, systems, and cases as a part of the people integration process. End quote. What do you think about them hiring a Mergers and acquisition director. This sounds fucking awful. Um, at the end there, at the end there, it says <laughs> it does. Uh, it says cases, 
uh, as a part of the people integration process, which goes back to, to one of the episodes where we talked about how the AI is now in charge in PlayStation. So now they're trying to get the humans <laughs> in those pods, such like on the Matrix. This is, this is what this guy does. He puts you in a pod and lets, lets the robots of AI uh, run off of your energy. So yes. what is cross-functional HR? What does that mean? Like they teach know. you how to be friendly but then the other side teaches you how to like be an asshole or something like i, I have a lot of questions <laughs> i really don't know i'm maybe it's like one is like harassment one's like payroll like one's like benefits i'm guessing is what they mm. mean i don't know mm. does it uh does it excite you that sony could potentially be acquiring some new studios is this an ad no oh you just you used your ad voice. I thought this was an ad. <laughs> uh, uh, do we get a new, are we doing a live read of an ad? I'm not ready for this. You gotta let me know. Is this are we doing HelloFresh? Uh, Is that the studio yeah. they bought? Uh, HelloFresh. We can do like a erectile dysfunction medicine one. Oh yeah, we could. Since you're 50 now, yeah, um, or since we're 50 now. Um, <laughs> well, they have to get all. Are there any studios left? I thought they all got bought up by the aggregates. <laughs> by embracer group mm -hmm. yeah i mean i think that first of all this definitely there's no doubt now that sony interactive entertainment playstation is going to acquire studios mm -hmm. i think now it's just a matter of who could they be and obviously the most likely candidates are uh-huh drawing a blank housemark yes thank you housemark <laughs> <laughs> which and is allegedly already in the works Yes, which is rumored to already be in the works. And then the, the other obvious candidate, I believe, is Blue Point, the guys who did the Demon Souls remake and right. have done uh, The Last Guardian in the past and all, all kinds of things like that. So I think those are the most obvious candidates um, for an acquisition or a merger. And I don't know that they would go much farther than that. Right. I mean, I don't know. I mean, they are doing the best financially that they've ever done, but... Mm -hmm how much money do they want to spend i yeah and that job also has 25 things to do apparently so <laughs> right so yeah they'll be busy no matter what but i mean blue point house mark those are the obvious candidates i yeah. would believe i can't can't really think of anybody else right now i feel like identifying studios to buy is the easiest part of that job because it's like did they make mm -hmm. a cool game do they have a history of being you know competitive in the market okay well let's call them like that's the easy part of the job Right, right. I guess the other, I guess the other uh, candidates would be those studios that they've recently partnered with on a second party basis or like a contractual basis, like the Haven mm -hmm. uh, Studios and the Firewalk Studios. It's the working on the multiplayer game. So, kind of like I've talked about in the past, those are probably tryouts uh, in Sony's mind to see if they would be worth acquiring. But you never know. I mean, studios can always say no. So we'll see. Can I, can I come to the tryouts? Let me come to the tree outs. You, you teach me to football? <laughs> Number six, several publishers shared their E3 presentation lineups this week, Travis. For starters, Square Enix will host a 40-minute show featuring a new game world premiere from Eidos Montreal, which is rumored to be a Guardians of the Galaxy game, an update on Babylon's fall from Platinum Games, new details on Marvel's Avengers Black Panther expansion, a deep dive on Life is Strange True Colors and a first look at Life is Strange Remastered Collection. Ubisoft's UbiFord event on June 12th will feature the gameplay premiere for Rainbow Six Quarantine as well as updates on Far Cry 6, Riders Republic, and, quote, some other surprises that you won't want to miss, end quote. 
Publisher Deep Silver, who is holding an event on June 11th, shared on Twitter Friday that their presentation will not include Dead Island, Saints Row, Metro, or Time Splitters. So I was I was dead wrong about that last week. Also, this, so the, any of the things that you want to see is not happening. <laughs> correct. Uh, correct. No, yeah. This potentially leaves notable franchises like Homefront, Risen, and Kingdom Come on deck. Kingdom no Come isn't bad. The other two, I don't think, are very good. Yeah, we'll we'll see. We'll see what they've got to show. Then I don't know why they're having an event if they don't have any of that shit to show. I guess we'll see. I guess it could be new IP. Who knows? Elsewhere, Bloomberg's Jason Schreier confirmed that Publisher 2K has a Borderlands spinoff in the works called Wonderlands, allegedly, and an XCOM-style game with Marvel characters. Hmm. Schreier also reported that Mafia developer Hangar 13 is working on a Cthulhu meets Saints Row-style sci-fi game. All right, so does any of this grab your attention? Does any of this tickle your fancy? Anything you're looking forward to? Well, first of all, it's Marvel this, DC that, Black Panther this. I, I'm over all this Marvel bullshit. Can we unsaturate the market and do something interesting? Like sure. do something creative and, you know, it, like unique? I mean, Jesus Christ. Yeah. But anyway, let's break apart this uh, Ubisoft stuff. This is the most interesting to me. So I agree. I agree. Obviously, I'm excited about Far Cry. I, I'm I'm excited for Rainbow Six. Although I really would like to have a new Rainbow Six game, but I can mm-hmm. live with it. I can live with it. Writers Republic. I need to see more on it, but that could be really cool. Um, you know, and then these are the, as I read some other surprises you don't want to miss. Like all that ever is is like. <laughs> Chris Pine walks out and says, you should play, or like Giancarlo shows up and he's like, you should play Far Cry. And everybody's like, yeah, th- you know, that's the surprise. Like, <laughs> yeah, you're probably right. This, that's not exciting to me. This isn't, you know, we aren't releasing Microsoft Word in 1998. You know, we don't need, that That doesn't work anymore. We're past that. And they are, they are really missing an opportunity here to say, like their, their company slogan for this could have been, after you see our updates, uh, you be hard. <laughs> like, oh that's really good it would be so good like far cry 6 you be hard now or i don't know it would be awesome they could have called it the ubisoft you be hard event yeah you be hard of it you be hard after this the after show you be hard <laughs> <laughs> that's oh wow oh wow it's great so square enix stuff really does not interest me at all um i mean marvel we did we did enjoy marvel's avengers i mean Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't know if I'll go back and play it. I mean, I guess it, it would a lot would depend on what all is in that expansion. But like you said, the thing that I'm most interested in is Ubisoft's event here out of this list. And I'm. I do want to see the Rainbow Six Quarantine gameplay. I. I am a fan of Siege in a way. I'm stoked for Far Cry Six. That looks so fucking dope. Can't wait to play it with you and John and co-op. And then I'm actually. Of course, I wrote Riders Republic there, didn't I? <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of being hard, hell yeah. yeah that's right. You be hard on Riders Republic. Um, so, Riders Republic, I hardly know her. <laughs> Riders Republic does look cool to me. Um, I did kind of enjoy the Steep game, you know, that, that kind of winter oh, yeah. sports open world game. I, I enjoy that. And it, it's from the same studio that does the crew, I think. No. Writer's Republic is made by the studio that does Steep. That's right. So that's why those that has that same DNA. And it, but it reminds me in a way of the crew. It's like the crew and Steep kind of mixed together. You know, it's like you have right. 
dirt bikes or you have like buggies or whatever, your paragliding shit. So I'm a fan of those games, that style of game. Um, so I'm interested to see what they show off there. It's just kind of fun games, sandbox games to mess around in. As far as the other surprises, you probably you probably hit the nail on the head. It's like, here's Giancarlo Esposito and like you said, whatever. But the big surprise, two big surprises that they could really pull rabbits out of the hat for me on is if they give us more on the Division Heartland and they're like, oh, hey, it's out whenever. So if they could give us a release date on that, that would be a big surprise. But I feel like they would just say that. The other one, which there's no shot in hell, I don't know what they've done with this franchise, but if they showed an, and or announced a new Splinter Cell game, <laughs> holy shit. Like I was taught, I tweeted at Tony Polanco there that it's been way too fucking long. I don't even that, remember. Yeah, I mean, why do why have we not had a Splinter Cell game? Like, what are they doing with that franchise? It's I don't get it. So that would be a huge surprise that I'm I'm hoping for. And I don't really have anything to say about mm-hmm. Deep Silver. It doesn't sound like they're going to have much of anything to show. Although I did like Kingdom Come, so maybe that's there, but doubtful. So we'll see. Uh, XCOM Mafia, somewhat interesting, but I don't know. Number seven, PlayStation announced the new additions to the PlayStation Now service on Monday. All of the following titles are now available to stream or download. Open World RPG The Witcher 3 Wild Hunt, Complete Edition, which includes all of the DLC for the game and expansions. Also, deck-building roguelite game Slay the Spire, Team Sonic Racing, Sonic Mania, Sonic Forces, Virtua Fighter 5 Ultimate Showdown, and Car Mechanic Simulator. The Witcher 3 will be available until September the 6th, while Slay the Spire will be available until December the 6th. The rest appear to be available in perpetuity. What do you think about the lineup? Well, I'm not interested. I'm not interested in building decks or pretending to be a car mechanic. Um, <laughs> I don't understand that at all. Sonic doesn't really do it for me ever. Um, I always, I just found the games boring when I was a kid. Like I just, you just running and like there's anyway. Uh, the Witcher is the it. only interesting thing on here to me at all. Uh, I mean, I don't care about Virtual Fighter either. So anyway, um, yeah, just The Witcher is a nice touch. It's a nice add. You can. We can make sure before you play, though, you have a bunch of coins ready. That's right. You got to toss a bunch of coins. Um, So we pretty much now know that the next gen version of The Witcher 3 is not coming before September the 6th. <laughs> <laughs> it won't be till sometime after that. That's pretty much confirmation of that. Secondarily to that, it doesn't seem like CD Projekt Red and PlayStation hate each other as much as we would think, even though that Cyberpunk hasn't been on the PlayStation marketplace for like six months now. There's still it's still some some form of relationship well, there. They got they got a nice cut in the bank, so Yeah, true. And then really the only other game here that interests me is that Slay the Spire game. it's kind of like a cult hit. Like I've heard it's good. I don't really know anything about it, but I've heard it's heard it's a good game. So I may check it out. I may try it and see so I can just say that I have, but other than that, it's I mean it's it's a good month um objectively like the witcher 3 being it's a, it's a great month alone just for the witcher 3 complete edition right. and then you know you throw in slay the spire that's supposed to be pretty good and uh virtua fighter 5 which people are very excited about this and it's supposed supposedly a pretty good game so it's a good month yeah, sony's really if you like sonic you be hard that's right and if you like sonic there's a bunch of stuff for you to love there number eight we have a bunch of news nuggets here as well travis and Jump in here wherever you 
feel like, as always. First nugget here, PlayStation first-party studio and Concrete Genie developer Pixel Opus is developing its new PlayStation 5 game on Unreal Engine 5 in collaboration with the Sony Pictures Animation Division. That's very interesting. So that I, I don't care for Concrete Genie or whatever it is, but the fact that they're going to be making their next game on Unreal Engine 5 and then in collaboration with the film division of Sony, that, that's interesting. I wonder what that <laughs> might be. Also, Ratchet & Clank Rift Apart Preload is now available on PlayStation 5, and I just saw before we started recording that if you update it before launch day, you'll also have access to the performance mode and the performance mode with ray tracing features. Did you, did you do that? No, I don't have it preloaded yet. I can't wait Man, to preload it. That's crazy. <laughs> no Man's Sky received another large update this week called Prisms, which is a graphical overhaul for many parts of the game, especially on the PlayStation 5. <laughs> Mm-hmm. It's also also a, a Fleetwood Mac album. <laughs> <laughs> is it really? I, love, I don't know. It just sounds uh, like one. <laughs> I love Fleetwood Mac. Love Fleetwood. Love Stevie Nicks. Website IGN reported that <laughs> By- Byron Bede, Byron Beedy, I don't know how to say this guy's name, has joined Electronic Arts as a general manager to help grow the Battlefield franchise. Beedy mm-hmm. was previously the general manager of Call of Duty and Destiny at Activision. That's interesting. <laughs> Yes, I wonder, this could go a lot of different routes, but I, I wonder which way it could go. I mean, it seems like a positive addition regardless. Yeah, I it, well, it definitely seems positive, but this 100% means that we're going to get season passes, battle passes, all of that type of shit in Battlefield. Right, so, right. Which has been rumored for a little bit now, but that's confirmation of that, I believe. Website Push Square reported that the Microsoft Store leaked Two Point Campus the next game from Two Point Hospital developer Two Point Studios. It's a lot of two points. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but that's this is awesome. What do you think? Oh, it'll be sweet. It'll yeah. be awesome. It's gonna, I can't wait to see what kinds of random shit people come up with. You, can you imagine like if you don't build the health building fast enough and then all these STDs spread? You, you, know, you have to feed everybody. It's like prison architect. You got to make sure they can eat. That's right. So it'll be, it'll be cool. It'll be fun. And there's going to be like fires. You could do fire drills in the middle of the night. God, it's going to be great. Fuck yeah. God, I terrorize, love. terrorize these little assholes that aren't real. <laughs> I love management simulation strategy games. I was, I love this so much. This is going, this is uh news has made me, whenever I finally have a PlayStation console again, I'm going to play some more two point hospital. So I wonder how in depth it is. Like, can you have an athletic program? Can you like close mm. down the archeology span department? <laughs> <laughs> can you get rid of the pop culture, pop culture major? Yeah. I'm definitely getting rid of gender studies. <laughs> <laughs> why it's such a great income potential yeah uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> that's because they're afraid to get sued <laughs> <laughs> the japanese playstation blog released new tells of arise details this week including that the game will feature faster loading on the playstation 5 as well as 60 frames per second performance mode or a 4k visuals mode i fucking hope so <laughs> right the game will also support the game help feature and dual sense haptic feedback PS4 owners of the game will also be able to upgrade to the PS5 version for free. Ghost Runner publisher 505 Games announced that the native PS5 version of the game will release on September the 28th and will feature 4K at 120 frames per second. Look out. There will also be a mode that enables ray tracing and 3D audio and as well as haptic feedback support as well. I don't I don't remember what that game is. That's like the first person, like ninja, like it's like oh, you're like running around and slash and stuff. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah, look cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. 
There's a demo for it. It's not bad. Destruction All-Stars received a new update that added a new playable character, Alba, and a new game mode, Blitz. The game will also be getting online bots and a future update to address low player count. Yikes. That's not good. It's not good. That game's on life support. It's not yeah, good. Mid- studios posting their L's. Yeah, that's not good. The nearly 15-year-old PlayStation 3 received a new firmware update this week, Travis, version 4.88, if you're wondering, which quote-unquote improves system performance because, of course, it does. Yeah, which is great because they're going to have God of War, Verizon Goes West, uh, GT7. (laughs) Developer SNK announced that King of Fighters 15 has been delayed to 2022 due to rising COVID-19 cases in Japan. Mysterious PlayStation 5 exclusive survival game Abandoned continued to feed the mystery this week as developer Blue Box Game Studios announced that an app will be coming to PlayStation 5 on June 20th that will render all future game trailers in real time on your PlayStation 5. This is very interesting to me. Mm-hmm. I I have this game on my wish list for starters, but this is that photorealistic survival game, if you remember, we talked about a few weeks back where everything's right. like, like film quality assets and all of that, and mm-hmm. um, it looks very interesting it looks very cool and there's them doing stuff like this where you download the app and then like that's how you watch all the future trailers so it's like actual like ps5 quality gameplay like like, yeah it is cool like uncompressed and all that stuff that is first of all a very cool idea but this also just fuels the fire that there's this still this belief and this rumor that this is actually hideo kojima's next game because he loves to do shit like this like Mm -hmm. you know they're he lo- he loves to like do all this like sneaky mysterious stuff leading up to launches where you just don't know what the fuck the game is or you don't know what the name of it is. Like he did this with Metal Gear Solid Five and he did it with with Death Stranding and all this stuff. So when they when they just do stuff like this for a a new unheard of unknown studio that's making a PS Five exclusive and they just say hey you know first of all they're making a game that looks incredible and then second of all they drop an app. That they do something that has never been done before, in my to my knowledge, on PS5. They drop an app where you then watch future game trailers. Like that seems very Kojima esque, right? So, and and we we also talked about he he we thought he had a two or three game contract with Sony, so right. this would take care of that. And what I saw it on Twitter earlier this month, it was like Kojima is eating lunch, and you could see this the Sony picture and <laughs> reflection in the window. Uh-huh. So all of this makes me feel like that this is there's a lot of smoke here. Uh huh. I agree. There, he's also. I mean, I wouldn't put it past. I don't think he would do this, but I wouldn't put it past him to like leak out that he had been talking with Microsoft about making a game. You know what I'm saying? Just to be a troll. Like I don't know. <laughs> he, like he, yeah. he's the he's the guy of of anybody that would do that. So yeah. But yeah, I saw that too, where he's in Japan at Sony and different stuff. So we'll see. Also five need for speed games for them from the PS3 generation have been permanently removed from the PlayStation store, including need for speed, carbon need for speed, undercover need for speed, shift shift to unleashed and need for speed. The run (laughs) online servers will also be shut down for all games on August 31st. It just sounds like you're reading off fast and furious titles. (laughs) It really does. It's all the same. Final Fantasy VII Remake Integrate on PS5 will clock in at 82 gigabytes without a day one patch. And EA has finally confirmed that Battlefield VI will be revealed on June 9th at 10 a.m. Eastern Time. Let's fucking go. Eastern Time America, in case you're not from here. Correct. Uh, this is this this feels like 
I mean, we may have talked about this before, but when Battlefield One came out, it had it felt like it had so much momentum and so much hype, and everybody was so excited to see what it was. Battlefield Five did not have that. Battlefield Five yeah. was like, we're, oh, we're getting the new Battlefield, cool. The Battlefield One was kind of dead at that time anyway, so it wasn't like they were jumping the gun, but it just felt like I don't know, like it just it just wasn't a thing there. Uh, but this one is starting to get that back. This one has that same momentum feel, especially with all these like we're getting screenshots and sounds of what the game allegedly is and isn't so like we're finally like this one feels like it has a lot of momentum behind it just like battlefield one did and, and in a sense battlefield four yeah i agree with that and there's a new rumor today i think it was today that i saw it that this game is going to be called battlefield 2042 so i'm man i'm very very hyped for this i can't wait i can't wait to buy it instead of call of duty this year and uh enjoy it with you boys so Hopefully it melts my face on Wednesday. We'll see. Also, website PlayStation Lifestyle reported that support for the My PlayStation Vita web service, as well as Vita's messaging service, will end on June 28th, as they, as the as the Vita still continues to die a slow death here. Warner Brothers games will appear to remain intact and will be under the new umbrella of Warner Brothers Discovery. EA's dodgeball game Knockout City has reached 5 million players in its first two weeks on the market. It's pretty impressive. That seems good. Yeah. Watch Dogs Legion has received title update 4.5, which adds a 60 frames per second performance mode to the PlayStation 5 version of the game, as good. we have reported before. God, thank God you can play it now. Yeah, I know. Fucking A. And also includes the new Legion of, Legion of the Dead four-player co-op mode. Mm-hmm. It looks cool. It looks cool. It does. CD Projekt Red announced that their profits fell nearly 65% this quarter, well below, well below their expectations, of course, with the main reason believed to be its ongoing exclusion from the PlayStation Store. Below their exp- What the fuck do they think is going on? <laughs> I don't know, man. <laughs> I don't know. About? I know. Guilty Gear Strive developer Arc System Works revealed that some of the game's modes and features have been cut from the game due to production challenges from COVID-19. However, the developer will be patching this cut content in after the game launches on June 11th. A group of former People Can Fly developers have co-founded a new studio called Grubby Entertainment and are working on a new first-person shooter for hardcore players. Mm-hmm. Hard fucking core. <laughs> Sounds awful. I don't. I don't need to play. I don't need to play Doom or anything like that. Oh, is that what's considered a hardcore first-person shooter? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, really? Okay. Website PlayStation Universe reported that Stellar Entertainment, the studio behind Burnout Paradise Remastered, is hiring for a new AAA next-gen-only project. Sonic the Hedgehog co-creator Yuji Naka has reportedly left Square Enix sometime in April 2021 after the failure of his latest game, Balan Wonderworld. And uh, Yuji actually confirmed this news today that he is indeed not working there anymore. French publisher Nacon announced that it will host Nacon Connect on July 6th, featuring game announcements and new gameplay. Valorant developer, or Valorant, I don't know how you say that, Riot Games hinted this week that the game may be coming to PS4 and PS5 at some point in the future, saying, quote, the studio is preparing to expand the franchise in order to bring Valorant to more players around the world, end quote. Dungeons & Dragons Dark Alliance will get two-player couch co-op added this summer as part of free DLC for the PS5 version of the game. A closed beta test for the highly anticipated Babylon's Fall from developer Platinum Games popped up in the Steam PC database this week, meaning an announcement is imminent, probably at the Square Enix show. 
The official PlayStation web listing for Ghostwire Tokyo has revealed that the game will feature dynamic 4K with ray tracing on PlayStation 5, as well as DualSense and 3D audio support. Co-op zombie shooter Back for Blood will hold a PvP gameplay reveal on June 13th. That game looks really awesome, by the way. I don't know if I could get you guys to play it with me, though. Penis versus penis. (laughs) Penis versus penis sword battle. A Warhammer run-and-gun platformer called Warhammer 40,000... Shadas, Blood, and Teeth. <laughs> I love that name. We'll come to both PS4 and PS5 sometime in 2022. Yeah. That was named by a London rapper. It was. Shadas and Teeth. Shadas and Teeth, mate. Website, again, that was Australian, by the way, probably not British. <laughs> well, yeah. Oh, wow. Web, uh, website Gamatsu reported that Fantasy Star Online 2 New Genesis will release on. PS4 Worldwide on June the 9th. Tactical RPG Empire of Angels 4 will launch on PS4 on June 23rd. First-person psychological horror game Luto was announced by developer Broken Bird Games for PlayStation this week, but no release date was given. Publisher Coke Media and developer Weird Beluga Studio announced twin-stick shooter Clid the Snail for (laughs) PS4 and PS5. And it will release sometime this year. And the game actually looks cool. It looks kind of cool. Is it it hard to find the clid or is it (laughs) it easy to I didn't even know snails had clids, did you? No, I didn't, but that explains a lot. It really does. Mm -hmm. Don't don't put salt on it. It's even harder (laughs) to find. (laughs) I won't be UB hard anymore if you put salt on my clid. Oh, okay. Weird, Weird Beluga is also a great name. There's a lot. This is a great. This is a great little. It piece is. Here. It is. I watched the trailer for it, obviously, because how I made my opinion of it. But the 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 logo for the studio is is a beluga whale sitting in a recliner. Hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the developer Open House Games will release a complete edition of Origami Platformer: A Tale of Paper, also a rap album name, for the PS5 at some point in the future. <laughs> Crytek announced that Crisis Remastered Trilogy. I'm sorry. Crytek announced the Crisis Remastered Trilogy for PS4 this week. It will launch sometime this fall, and the games can also be purchased individually as well. A new RPG from former Shin Megami Tensei developers called Monarch will be revealed on June the 10th. It is alleged. Retro game Spelunker HD will get a physical release on PS4 in the third quarter of this year. Dark Horse Comics announced the creation of a gaming division called Dark Horse Games, and they will work to bring their comic IP to video games. Little Witch Academia VR Broom Racing will launch on PSVR, Travis, on July wow. the 15th. No, you're excited. Mm-hmm. Adventure game Alba, a wildlife adventure, will come to PS4 and PS5 on June the 9th. Apparently that game is very well regarded. Destructive Robot Brawler will release on PS4 on July 27th. Mm-hmm. I, I literally think that's the name of it. I hope so. Seen it it. Could, could be a typo. Yeah, it's got Hugh Jackman. <laughs> Dungeon-crawling, roguelike, cyberpunk, first-person oh. RPG, conglomerate 451, overloaded, is now available on PS4. Virtual reality RPG, The Night of Nephiart, <laughs> will launch on PS4, PSVR sometime in the spring of 2022. And finally, Gamatsu reported that publisher Devolver Digital will host an E3 press conference on June 12th. And that is all for the news this week. I'm going to kick it over to Travis now for this week's new game releases. 
You know what we haven't heard about in a while is uh, the Six Days in Fallujah game. Did the terrorists win and get that kicked out? Probably. Yeah, mm. probably. It's probably dead. Probably DOA. Probably KIA. May 31st, we have Violetti Gatti. Guti. Gutiti. Violetti Guti. Violetti Guti on PS4. Violetti Gucci. It's probably 50 cents. Look it up. Uh, June 1st, Ghosts and Goblins Resurrection. My Child Lebensborn. <laughs> mm-hmm. I already know what you're thinking. Don't do yeah, it. I'm not thinking anything. You just, uh, nope. It's just, yeah. uh, you get, if you rub the clids together, you can have a kid. <laughs> oh, Christ. Uh, anyway, following that unfortunately named game, we have Necromunda Hired Guns. Operation Tango, which we'll never get to play. Spirit, Lucky's Big Adventure, Stonefly, Virtual Fighter 5, Ultimate Showdown, and Wreckfest on PS5. What, what is happening? We already played that. Yeah, that's this is the paid version. This is no. Oh, that's right. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. On June 3rd, we have the Casino Collection, uh, Tour de France 2021 Blood Doping. And on June the 4th, we have. <laughs> Dragon Break Classic Head to Head, Grifflands, <laughs> Sniper Ghost Warrior Contracts Two, Techno Tanks, which sounds amazing. Like uh-huh. just just imagine like a Sherman and a Panzer out on the dance floor <laughs> listening to fucking David Goetta. Um, <laughs> I prefer the BGs, but go ahead. And last but not least, we have the Last Kids on Earth and the Staff of Doom. Yeah, sounds like a porno. Yeah, and that's all for the new game releases this week and. Travis, let's begin to wrap things up here, as we always do, by uh, discussing what we're looking forward to in the week ahead. And I feel like it's now the appropriate time to both talk about what games that we are looking forward to, but also if there's any anything that you're hoping gets announced this week during E3 shit and you know Summer Game Fest stuff. So take it away. Well, um, I'm going on vacation, so I probably won't get to play games until Wednesday. So I'm uh, mm. going to miss the race tomorrow. I don't even know where the fuck it is. I'll probably play some FIFA maybe tonight, just something easy. Um, and I still have Hitman. I still want to replay. I have the trilogy downloaded. I started to play it the other day, but then I didn't. So I might mm. get back into that at some point. Just it's just fun to mess around on that game. I might throw in some F one. I've I didn't I didn't play any this week. Like I said, I was in the shop fixing stuff and soaking things and penetrating oil because it got stuck together. So penetration. Yeah, we'll see. Um, we'll see what I play as far as what I'm looking forward to. Um, obviously, I'm super stoked about Battlefield on Wednesday, 10 a.m. At 11 a.m., I'm going to a, a medical history museum on a tour. So hopefully the um, announcement trailer, <laughs> I get to watch that before I get to see these old shit they used to cut people's heads off with. Yeah. Um, what else do we got Also, here? the good thing about that is if you still have an erection by the time you get to the medical history museum, maybe uh-huh. they can somebody there that can help you. Yeah, maybe they can drain it with a needle as big as my fucking leg. <laughs> uh, what else we got? Um, this is from a complete sim racing standpoint. We logically, I know that GT Seven isn't going to come out probably until <clears throat> maybe a year from now, maybe twelve months. Uh, but there's always a part of me that it's just like uh, I'll wake up on Thursday and there'll be um, a five minute trailer and it'll it'll say September eighth or something like. That is always a thing that's possible, I feel like, with Gran Turismo. Um, sure. As much as they push it back and push it back and push it back, one day out of nowhere, it'll just pop up. It's not going to be a thing where we hear uh, rumors and there's 
screenshots and this that, and the other it's not like that it's going to be like you're going to wake up on a tuesday and there's going to be a fucking post about it <laughs> like that's how this is going to work <laughs> right so i'm always hopeful for that but um i, I just want to see more gameplay stuff of of some of these other games that i'm not 100 percent sold on um definitely want to see some more about clid the snail i'm excited about that um i have this dream that they'll release a a, a, a dual release of red dead 2 in GTA 5 as a remaster. I have this dream in my head. I know it's not possible, but I just I'd like to dream about things that that won't happen. But that would be mm-hmm. cool. Um the embargo lifted this week on F1 2021. So I've been watching some videos on it and it has some pretty cool um new mechanics as far as damage models go, as far as tires, um tire wear, delamination. Also, they got rid of fuel mix, so you don't have to worry about running rich or dry or whatever so that makes the game easier um, for everybody there was really some if you figured out how to manage the fuel and manage that you're also your energy that you could save throughout the lap and deploy that at certain times there was some real witchcraft you could do as far mm-hmm. as like getting lap times and and the professional guys the esports guys that drive for like you know red bull e-racing and mercedes e-racing like those dudes were like wizards with that shit so i'm interested to see how that um changes that world you know the competitive racing world once we get a little bit further into the game but i'm I'm gonna watch some more stuff on it nobody's really put anything out yet about what the uh what the new co-op my career looks like mostly all we've seen are stuff about the damage model and setups and stuff like that that the new handling model the new brake model stuff like that so I'm interested to see see what's going on there, but other than that, everything else I'm interested in is, um, you know, I'm just waiting on trailers more more for far, for Far Cry, more for um, what was that game that we just talked about a minute ago? Re uh, you wrote Repubic. Oh, so Riders Republic. Riders Republic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes, that I'm interested to see some more <laughs> stuff on that. So yeah. stuff like that, you know, I'm just ready to see more of of what we have coming because I'm a lot I'm I'm indifferent on a lot of these games, so I need more more info. Yeah, that's fair. I likewise am very excited about the Battlefield reveal on Wednesday. Can't wait for that. Um, and I guess it's going to kind of kick off, mm-hmm. uh, you know, game coverage and all that stuff. So that's fun. And then I, I guess beyond that, the other things I'm interested in are Ubisoft's show because most of their games speak to me in a way, although sometimes they're too long, like the Assassin's Creed games. I just don't have mm-hmm. enough time to commit to shit like that, but I do enjoy them. I'm interested in seeing Quarantine and Writers Republic, as you said, and then what possibly surprises they may have, which probably are dog shit. And then the other thing that I'm kind of looking forward to as well is Sony is or PlayStation is going to be at Summer Game Fest on Friday uh, as a part of the show. And I have no idea what they could possibly show. I, you know, there's rumors that they're going to show a trailer for God of War. Mm. It's also the day before Ratchet. So I don't know if they would want to show like another trailer for ratchet the day before it comes out i mean like 70 or 80 million people are going to watch summer game fest so Mm -hmm. maybe it's the time to push ratchet a little bit more but at the same time i understand that from a business standpoint but at the same time like nobody people it's it's tomorrow (laughs) it's the next day and also people can't willingly just go buy a ps5 and Mm -hmm. ratchet and clank right now I mean, so, I would honestly, I'd be happy if on Friday we got something about Deathloop. I would be excited about that. <clears throat> yeah, that would be cool as well. That that's a possibility. So I don't know. I don't know what they're going to do. Maybe I have no idea. So that's that. the The mystery of that, I guess, is exciting. But 
I'm also not expecting a whole, whole lot because I feel like they're, I guess that's the other big thing that we still don't know is that Sony, you have to think PlayStation is going to do something of their own, like a 45 minute <laughs> state of play at some point st- stream or something. And there's a rumor that maybe at the end of the month that they will, but we don't know that yet for sure. So uh, anyway, that's from that standpoint, that's pretty much what I'm excited for from a gameplay standpoint. I'll continue playing the Vita this week. I'm holding out hope that I'll get my PS five back very soon. God, if I don't get it back by the weekend, I'm going to be fucking totally just dead inside. <laughs> you have to, you're going to make some phone calls again. I know. I guess the only other thing that I'll do um, with that in mind is I'll play some more Vita and I've considered maybe even diving into the Metal Gear Solid HD collection on Vita as just, you know, something different. So we'll see. But uh, other than that, just play maybe some more Super Stardust and stuff like that. I think that's about it. Travis, let's get out of here. And if you guys enjoyed the show, don't forget to subscribe so that you never miss an episode. You can catch uh, new shows every Monday and we'll get you all the news, rumors, new games, and a little bit more in less than 90 minutes. Always. You can also listen on YouTube and find some of our game streams and clips there as well at the DualSense podcast. And if you want to chat with us or engage with us, find us on Twitter at the DualSense pod. Also, finally, if you do enjoy the show and you feel like coming back we would very much appreciate if you would share us with a friend as well and uh don't be don't be selfish you know we like to make friends too without further ado we'll head out you guys take care have a great week we'll talk at you next time bye-bye